What's up, guys? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, August 29th, 2019. We're coming to the end of August, my friend. How? I don't know. I don't know. September is upon us. Explain to me, Tim. We, weeks away from Link's Awakening, Andy. Yeah. Andy Cortez. Dude, we're so Maximum close. Maximum Cortez himself. Yeah, hey exciting stuff, right? I'm really excited, Tim. Yeah. yeah. The end of the year is shaping up to be real great. Uh, stayed up real late last night. I'm like, I'm, I'm so close to beating Control. Yeah. I'm like in the last mission. I saw you watching the uh, um, Digital, Digital Foundry's Foundry. little 4K ray tracing breakdown. Oh of my Control. God, dude. You could set me in front of a TV. I can watch ray tracing videos for a lifetime. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to watch. Yeah. You just like the words. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like the future. Yeah. You know? It really, and really it also does. looks really rad. Oh, man. Well, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm Tim Geddes. This is Andy Cortez. Each and every day, right here on. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We get together, talk about all the video game news that you need to know. We do it live on Twitch at 11 or 10 a.m. Um, or you can get the video later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or on roosterteeth.com or as a audio podcast. Just search for kind of funny games daily on your favorite podcast service. Leave us the thumbs up, leave us the five stars, leave us all the good things. Thank you very much for all of that. Uh, to be a part of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free. What a deal, Andy. Wow. What a deal. There's a deal of the day for you. We're right just there. slinging deals left and right, Man, dude. dude. It's what we do here. Crazy. Um, we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff today, including some Borderlands situation going on, including some cyberpunk stuff. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Uh, housekeeping packs is now. Greg Miller's Guild Wars thing was this morning. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going happened? on. Yeah, dude. Whoa. Yeah, man. Time. It's crazy. I thought it was going to be during this uh, while we were on. No. No, no. It was. He explicitly was like, we can't interfere. We can't interfere. Yeah. No. No, but there's Andy's, a lot going Andy's on. Andy's got to talk about ray tracing. Yeah, <laughs> we can't interfere. Uh, kind of Funny Games Showcase is going to be today at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, and the Intersight Championship is tomorrow at 9 p.m. For more details on all of that, kindoffunny.com slash events. You can check it out there, but you can watch it all live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. Again, we just make it so easy for mm-hmm. everybody. It's crazy. Uh, if it's so party mode's out, uh, which is fantastic. What is the episode this week, Andy? Super Mario Maker 2. Wow. It's the second episode from uh, that we recorded like two, maybe four months ago. I don't remember. Yeah. It's it, a good one, though. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, right. it's, it's all of us just being really, really bad at Mario. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Like, it's it happens. You look at the comments. Oh, is like, this the one how where, are these guys just... where I, I got destroyed by that cat boss? Yeah, Cat Bowser, yeah. Cat Meowser. Bowser. I hate it, man. I hate it so damn much. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Muhammad Muhammad. Today, we're brought to you by Upstart and Brooklyn, but I will tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. I had an idea of like for a second there. I was like, what if I don't say it's time for some news? Like, how long would he just. Not that long today. I'm really hungover. I would have just transitioned into. I don't know if you were here the other day where Greg forgot to say like how many news stories there were, so I didn't yell a baker's dozen until like the end of the Roper report. There we go. Look at it. Wow, Andy. Look at this magic. For audio listeners, there's papers just standing still. Call Randy Pitchford. Fuck. Never mind. God damn it. God. So let's start with our first news story here. Theme jacket. CD Projekt Red announced a whole bunch of stuff. 
They uh, they had their, a little thing where they they put out a bunch of quotes, kind of give an update on the company. Some some cool tidbits here. Mm-hmm. CD Projekt Red will transit into a dual franchise studio, focusing on The Witcher and Cyberpunk, uh, implying that Cyberpunk's going to be turned into a franchise, a la The Witcher. No real surprise there, but still. Um, the Witcher three sales are very strong, and twenty five percent of CD Projekt Red employees are women. Uh, the company sold more copies of The Witcher 3 in the first half of 2019 than the same time frame in 2018. Good Lord. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> why Why do you think? I, I have no idea. It's possible with all the cyberpunk hype, everybody's going, oh, shit, yeah. what else do these people make? You know. I think it's a combination of the cyberpunk hype, just sales being ridiculously cheap for this game, and on top of that, ne- the Netflix announcement, I'm sure, got people interested of, like, what is this Witcher thing, if they didn't know already, you know? You think there's like a Henry Cavill fan club that's Definitely. just like, wow, I yeah. got to jump on this. Yeah, I got to yeah. figure out what my man Henry's up to. Cool stuff, though, man. Good um, for them. Its overall revenue increased 28% in the first half, with net profit essentially flat on rising cyberpunk development cost. 25% of CG Project Red employees, including GOG, are women. As of June 30th, 2019, my birthday, uh, CD Project employs 953 people, of which 632 game developers... Uh, yeah, our game developers. Continuous migration to a dual franchise model, those being The Witcher and Cyberpunk, managing two separate major franchises, The Witcher and Cyberpunk, along with several independent development teams, enables the company to conduct parallel work on several projects and smoothens its long-term release schedule. Um, so yeah, Cyberpunk, going to be That's a the lot first of, of many things. It is. I, did, I, I, I guess I kind of underestimated how many people there actually were on staff. Well, especially when you add the GOG factor. Sure. You yeah. Know? And it's just like they do more than just make games. Yeah. Um, these will be supplemented by several independent product lines. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting a 15-minute deep gameplay demo breakdown. At the time, this is going to be the Gamescom demo that people are seeing on the show floor mm-hmm. over there. Um, that's happening right after this show at 11 a.m. Yeah, we scheduled it out perfectly. They're like, we don't want, and we want to talk about Richie. <laughs> we can't interrupt it. Well, we're also going to be exploring the internet after, so you guys are going to have to make your choice. <laughs> Just watch the video, man. Mm-hmm. People will be cool with that, dude. Nobody will care. Oh, that is that is hilarious. <laughs> That's exciting, though. I'm super so. I mean, this is the demo that a lot of that everybody else saw at E3. So that's the thing is it can't be because we saw like a 50 minute demo. This is 15. Mm. So I think it might just it be just edited. Maybe just be, oh, maybe it might be edited or it just might be like the last bit of it because the last bit was like the crazy exciting one. Got it. Part. We'll see. Cool stuff either way. For Cyberpunk, man. I know. What a I, damn game. I, I legitimately had a thought last night where I was in my bed on my phone and Cyberpunk news came up about this new gameplay footage. And I thought to myself, I still can't believe it's being like it's real that it's gonna happen with ray tracing. With ray tracing, dude. Can now, you imagine how good this game is gonna you look? Need like with a ray- five thousand dollar PC to run that well. <laughs> Who cares? Um, <laughs> all right, next news story. So this one has been developing over the week. Uh, I think it was Andrea and Imran that talked about it a little bit uh, as it broke um, when they were on Games Daily a couple days ago. I was out because I had some eye issues and stuff. There's just been a lot going on. And granted, Andy and I are probably the least qualified people uh, in any sure, combination yeah. of Games Daily hosts to talk mm-hmm. about this stuff. Nonetheless, I feel like it is kind of funny's responsibility to report on this, the, the news and the facts that we have out there. Of course, yeah. So without further ado, uh, this comes from Kotaku's Cecilia, Cecilia D'Anastasio. 
Think I got that right? I think maybe. Okay. I think maybe. Um, Two women accused Skyrim composer Jeremy Soule of sexual misconduct. I'm going to read a chunk, an excerpt from the the piece that she put up, and then there's another piece from The Verge that I'm going to read a little bit of too, but uh, they're both required reading. Um, So this one comes from Cecilia Kotaku. It's headline, Two women accused Skyrim composer Jeremy Soule of sexual misconduct. Two women, an independent game developer and a vocalist, on Monday night accused famed video game composer Jeremy Soule, best known for his musical work on games like Guild Wars and Skyrim of sexually predatory behavior and, according to the game's developer, rape. Soul denied the game's... the game developer's accusations, calling them outrageous in a message to Kotaku today, and when asked about the vocalist's accusations, told Kotaku he does not agree with her point of view. Both women described Soul pressuring them into romantic relationships while they were in vulnerable positions professionally, socially, and financially in their respective fields. They said they feel like Soul took advantage of them, offering advice and professional support. Yet when these women turned down his romantic advances, they told Kotaku, Soul thwarted their professional opportunities in what the woman saw as retaliation. Jeremy Soul is one of the most celebrated game soundtrack composers of all time, having helmed the soundtracks for The Elder Scrolls, Guild Wars, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and dozens of other games over the past two decades. In recent years, however, he's been the subject of controversy. In the wake of these accusations, several other women in the games industry have come forward this week with their own allegations against people who say they abuse them in some capacity. So that is just one excerpt of a very long article that goes into detail of many other situations with other men, other women. Um, A little bit more on that. This comes from The Verge article by Andrew Webstar. Several high-profile game developers publicly accused of sexual assault. Again, required reading. Go check it out. Um, Following Lawhead's post, others started speaking up. Zoe Quinn, developer of games like Depression Quest, author of Crash Override, and a focal point of the misogynistic Gamergate movement, posted a harrowing account on Twitter recounting alleged abuse from indie developer Alec Holowak. Halawaka, uh, best known for his work on Aquaria and Night in the Woods. Quote, I've been silent about this for almost my entire career, and I can't do it anymore. The post includes disturbing accounts that include Quinn hiding in a bathroom to avoid an attack. It also notes that Quinn was inspired to come forward in part because of Lawhead's post, which Quinn says shook me to my core. Uh, in a statement on Twitter, Scott Benson, who worked with Halawa, damn, it's hard to say. Haloka? Haloka? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, on Night in the Woods, wrote that we believe... Zoe's account of Alex's actions were very sad and very angry. Um, so Terry, a uh, kind of funny best friend, wrote in uh, with a question. By now, you've probably heard the horrific news of Jeremy Soul and Alec Hulauka. Uh, the entire situation makes me sick, and my heart breaks for everyone impacted by the cruelty of these two men. I was wondering what I and fellow kind of funny best friends could do to support the brave women who are coming forward. I know that the online space around gaming is infamously toxic, and I'm already seeing some truly disgusting words being thrown at these women. I'd like for us to be able to con- contribute positively to these atrocious situations, but other than telling these women that, they we, that we believe them, which for the record I think is important for us to say, I'm not sure what we can do for them. Is there much more we can do at the moment other than to let them know that we believe them? Thanks for taking the time to read this. I appreciate the work the two of you always put into the show. Terry. Thank you, Terry. I honestly think that you're, you're nailing it right there. It's we just need to talk about it. We just need to shine a light and use the platforms that we have to 
let people know that these are things that are happening and that they're not okay. Um, but whether the platform is kind of funny games daily or you and your friends and your friend group, it's important to talk about these things, to bring them up. And it's going to be difficult. And I think that, that that's the thing is saying that you believe people is so important because you're putting that out there and you're going to get a lot of vitriol and there's going to be people attacking you for it, but you need to just stay positive and keep talking about this. Keep letting people know that this is real and this is an ongoing thing and that it just needs to be discussed, uh, in any way that you can discuss it. And again, me and you, probably not the best people to be discussing it. Sure, yeah. Having said that, I felt it was very important for I us mean, to I mean, I feel like we can, just, we can discuss what's right and wrong, right? Yeah. And, and I, uh, I think it's super brave of these women to come forward and, you know, sort of put their lives out there because there's not... Uh, whenever things like this happen, we always see sort of the, the, uh, the replies of like, oh, they, they're doing this for fame, they're doing this for money. There's, there's nothing to gain here. There's only hate to receive, they're going to receive a lot of hate, and I'm sure they have been, and uh, they probably continue will. Uh, they continue. Yeah. They will continue to, and it's just uh, it's an unfortunate thing that that's how the internet works. Mm-hmm. But I do think we need to believe them, and, uh, and and I think real change can actually start if if more of these sort of uh, you know offenders are brought into the light. You know. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that. You know, it's disheartening, man. All the video sad. game news you need to know needs to include this, but mm-hmm. it does. And I, that, that's the problem of where we're at. And I think that it is so important for sites like Kotaku and The Verge to report on, on these things the way that they are, because I feel like they are more equipped to handle this stuff, getting the actual the facts out there. These are the facts. These real are the journalists. That it's yeah. real journalists <laughs> doing real stuff. But I think that it is important for us to report on the, what they're talking about of course, you know yeah, and to put yeah. it out there and to push people to to go check out those articles that did their due diligence and did the work to to get to the bottom of this but at the end of the day it's just important to talk about it go talk to somebody about this introduce this story to some to one of your friends that doesn't know about it and have a hard conversation with them today i feel like that will help it's going to be hard but the more you do that the more you break down the walls and let people know that there are these issues going on and that we need to be able to talk about them i think that it's going to be moving us towards a, a better future where this will happen less and less in the future yeah i agree next news story uh, another gross one, but gross in a in a different video game's financial way. Um, this comes from Ethan Gock over at Kotaku. Uh, he had a headline that was just, I feel gross just watching NBA 2K20's loot box trailer. Me and you talked about this a little bit yesterday, Andy. Um, oh, <laughs> they took the video down. Damn it. That's fucking hilarious, though. Oh, I had the trailer ready to, to, <laughs> so uh, we can watch a bit of it. So but that's good. how bad it is. Yeah, dude. They had to take it down. Yeah, oh, man. Jesus Christ. Well, luckily, Ethan has a really good uh, account of what the trailer entailed. And it's so bad that I thought I was being memed. I thought that, like, oh, wait, maybe this is, like, sort of, like, a just a joke, onion-ish uh, article, the hard drive, uh, dot net or whatever. Can you can you bring up? I'll bring up this gift. Yeah, bring it up just so we have the gift so they can see as I read this. Um, so I'm just going to read Ethan's article here because it's really, it's really interesting. NBA 2K20 is supposed to be a game primarily about playing basketball, but you wouldn't know that from the game's latest trailer, which makes the game look like something you might see in a casino. Released on Monday, the My Team trailer for NBA 2K20 shows off all the ways you can recruit better players and win prizes through randomized games. As in games prior, the whole system revolves around card packs. Open more packs, get hopefully more rare and more powerful players. Players can even uh, evolve now, sort of like Pokemon. Uh, doesn't that sound fun? 
<laughs> then there's the reimagined triple threat mode with tons more prizes. At this point, only 30 seconds in, the trailer shows what players can get for racking up wins, including in-game currency, more card packs, and even a chance to, quote, spin to win further jackpot prizes. There are also ball drops. You know, those mini games like on The Price is Right where you watch a ball randomly fall through a series of pegs. Hoping it hits, yeah. Wow. Hoping it hits one of the color-coded platforms on the way down. The trailer even shows NBA 2K streamer Cash Nasty Gaming bobbing back and forth between anguish and excitement while watching it unfold. And of course, there's a literal slot machine you can pull to match three gems and potentially win back your self-respects. <laughs> Ethan, you're killing it with this one. <laughs> the series My Team Mode has been trending toward a microtransaction stuffed nightmare for some time, but rather than try to temper that at all, the latest trailer appears to be even further to even further embrace that business model. Fans on the game subreddit immediately roasted 2K Games for highlighting a literal slot machine in the game's latest trailer, despite the despite 2K had claimed to Belgian and Dutch officials in the past that there's no gambling in the game. Of course, whether or not mini games involve wheel spins, ball drops, and slot machines qualifies actual gambling if they don't involve actual cash, it's still a grim way to pitch the biggest basketball game around. I mean, putting this in front of kids is like not the wisest thing in the world, you know. Yeah. Do you think they? Sh- do you think uh, like an actual rating change should happen? I mean, I think that with all the talks that have been going on in the last couple of years, but the last couple of months specifically about how to implement these loot boxes, how to implement the, the actual gambling elements, this is on a whole other level, though, right? I think that a, a rating change or a rating. Uh, Notes is definitely necessary. It's like you know, it's well, rated, I, I rated M for mature for you know nudity or this or that. It needs to to have for. I think they put that on boxes uh, already, but like you know, physical media is kind of like you know dying. You yeah, know, like, you know, people are buying more and more digital copies. I don't know where on a storefront if you buy a store or if you buy a it's game still, for, it'll it has it'll it has say to. like in yeah, game yeah, in app purchases or whatever it's just more like the fact that they are celebrating well, Alonzo morning dude thank you to uh, nanobiologists for finding this great thank you nanobiologists yeah so it is it is it's gross is a good word right yeah. to like to focus on this and to to present it as if it's like these are all like really cool things that you are supposed to be excited about um, when really it is just incentivizing a lot of bad behavior at the very least, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I think grooming young kids to sort of be, <laughs> to become addicted <laughs> to gambling, not the best way to uh, have a game. Do you remember last year how you could, uh, I hope they took that this mode away, but you could watch ads to earn virtual mm-hmm. currency, like in the loading screens or yeah. whatever? Is that? Do you know if that's still a part of 2K20? I, d- I don't know, but that's the problem that I have with this. Is 2K19 faced so much scrutiny for its choices with these microtransactions and all of it, and they're just not. They're like doubling down. It's like they they said that no 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 we're not doing it, but then it, then you see this and you're like well you're totally not making any changes. Whereas you look at like EA, right? When it came to Battlefront 2, when they went through their issue. We they, fucked up, guys. We fucked up, and they tried backing off. And, you know, they still have a lot to prove sure, yeah. uh, with the future releases. But I I think that they understand whether or not they want to. They don't want to have made those choices, but they have to. And they're like backed into a corner. I feel like despite being backed into a corner... <laughs> NBA 2K20 is here like, nah, we're going to put the, it's going to be straight up gambling. They, they missed that, miss that memo. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't there for that meeting. I mean, part of me wonders if it's just like one last attempt 
before all the shit goes down and it's all completely illegal. I mean, I wonder one last one last heist. I want <laughs> one last ride. We got I wonder one more if this job. was their attempt at being like, hey, maybe if we are more just clear about yeah, I know this is gambling. Like, let's make them actual slot machines if people would be more okay with it. Spoilers, they're not. <laughs> like you mean just in terms of optics? Yeah, optics. Like oh, hey, it's just like we're not trying to hide this as anything else. Okay, it is what yeah. it is. You know. Like, I wonder if that was the direction. Because why the fuck else would there be slot machines in a basketball game? Like, that just doesn't make sense. I get the idea of the trading cards and stuff because it's like, you know, people collect basketball cards and like sports cards. Like, that's a thing. But where the fuck do Plinko machines come into play? That's true. (laughs) That's true. I mean, I feel like this is like almost as bad of uh, of an offense as uh, having NBA players acting in the game. Oh yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, yeah. that's how. Seasonal. Has that gotten better at all? No, no, no it's terrible, dude. It's somehow gotten worse. It's horrible, man. You join a team, you pick your you your creative player, and he's like on his journey, and then Anthony Davis is reading off a script line by word by word, and it's horrible, man. It's re- they got to stop doing it. I wonder. <laughs> if they ever will. Maybe maybe all the money they're getting here, they can get some real <laughs> actors. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Well, they're like, getting real actors, though, right? Yeah, they got to use Elba. So, like, you know, the money has to come from somewhere, right? And I, games aren't cheap to make. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be a better way. There's, there's got to be There is better ways. Yeah, yeah. This is just so, it's so grimy. Uh-huh. God, my favorite thing about this story is that you thought it was a joke yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are. Because it seems like a hard drive um, uh, tweet or yeah. a, a tweet from Onion Gaming or whatever. The gamer president. You know? Gamer president, yeah, that's yeah. true. God. Great account. Great account. <laughs> uh, next news story. The rest of the news stories are good. Or at least fun, speculative stuff. Uh, Borderlands 3 writer wants to pen tales from the Borderlands Season 2. This comes from Elisa Judge at IGN. One of the lead writers behind Borderlands 3, Sam Winkler, uh, has said he'd like to write a second season of Tales from the Borderlands. Speaking to comicbook.com, Winkler said, I would love to pick up where Tales from the Borderlands Season 1 left off. There's so many unsolved threads there, and even though we brought some characters into Borderlands 3, there's still a lot of question marks. I'm a diehard fan of Tales, and I inserted some winks and nods that are probably going to drive uh, some fan wiki articles, he added. I just love that already, right? Like, I appreciate when the people making the things that we love, love them just as much, if not more than sure, us. Yeah, like, I love the goal of, yeah, you know what? I'm going to add some nods and Easter eggs so that the communities that give the fucks are going to do that and going to celebrate it. Like, name drop and fan wiki articles. It's just like, yeah, that's just fun. You know, they read that stuff. You know, yeah. that they're all up on it. And, then you know, fans want more and they're, you know, dying for any for any like added thread of uh, information. Uh, Tales from the Borderland was created by Telltale Games before the studio's closure in 2018, despite being dramatically different in gameplay to the main main series and only ever releasing one season. Its plot is canon in the Borderlands universe. It was recently reported that Telltale Games has been partially resurrected following a buyout for an undisclosed amount, but exactly what Telltale-associated properties we can expect to see again in the future is unclear. A second season of Tales of the Borderland remains unconfirmed, despite Winkler's interest. Just cool stuff. And yeah. again, will this happen? Probably not. Greg loved the first one. I, I, you know, it's it got to the point where when that game came out, when that game came out, I was already kind of tired of the Telltale engine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had just like gotten done with being frustrated with Game of Thrones. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, it's just n- nothing I wanted to try out. But I hope that comes. I hope this game comes out for people who are really into that universe. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the company named Telltale now. 
You mm-hmm. know, it's like not the same thing and it can't be the same thing. Will it ever will it make the same games? Will it like try? Will it, like what is going to end up happening with it, right? We don't know. Um, then this comes from Wushu Studios Twitter. Uh, it's talking about the status of Drive Club. Friendly PSA, today is your last chance to pick up Drive Club on the PlayStation Store before delisting tomorrow. While Evolution is no longer with us, many of us here at Wushu Studios now are proud to have helped bring it to life. Until next time, drivers. So if you're interested in this, last chance, get on it. Download that motherfucker. Um, Fernando M76 is a, a Drive a Drive Club super fan. Uh, he was the first reply on Twitter to this, and he put out a little FAQ for people so they understand exactly what all of this means. Um, online functions accessible until March 31st, 2020. The game and DLC will no longer be available for purchase di- digitally once it's delisted. If you already own it, you can download it from your list of purchases at any time. This also applies to DLC. Single-player content playable after serve servers shut down trophies unlock as normal except for ones linked to online functions so if you're trying to plan them it it might be too late andy uh vr versions sold as standalone physical copies do exist uh bikes expansion and dlc are no longer available for purchase and as of right now the game is no longer available in europe and most regions evolution studios did a remarkable job it deserves infinite praise share your memories pictures videos or a thank you message for the team by using the hashtag drive club and hashtag unite in speed sirens wow are sirens are on our end unite in speed it's a dope ass hashtag this is a uh, th- this is so fascinating to me when it when a game gets shut down in this way and it becomes it gets to the point where this is an endangered species and you have totally. to go look at it at zoos <laughs> like, yeah. while you can it, it's it's so weird to me that that this sort of era exists right now where you know like I, I always think of the Scott Pilgrim game where you can't get that game anymore yeah. and I just don't understand why not you know I'm Gucci man yeah it's good do you listen to the new song oh yeah it's a bop it's pretty dope it it's is a bop, a bop. Yeah. it is a bop when's the new album coming out October You're, okay okay yeah. cool really for some reason yesterday I thought you said it came out today and I was like really excited. No, but they had the single though. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah, man. This is a. It's an interesting time to to look at the preservation of video game histories and video game video games history and video games themselves. And it's this is only going to happen more because of the nature of how some games are games yeah. that have this like huge online focus can't function forever. Like, it's just it's not going to be worth it. And you talking about the endangered species thing and and looking at it like a zoo. When Greg and I have talked about this before, it's like. There will be games that will live on forever through YouTube videos and through things being able to at least look at the history of it. But there's a unique interactivity to video games that being able to play it and control it is so much of the experience, if not all of the experience, right? So it's weird with the Scott Pilgrim stuff, like that's licensing, with the Ninja Turtles remastered, whatever it was, DuckTales remastered, like all these things. Like the moment that multiple licensors are involved, problems are going to come up down the line when you least expect them. You know, yeah. um, and that, but it's interesting to see where video games are moving, where a lot of that stuff is being cleaned up. When you look at things like THQ Nordic gobbling up all these other studios, at least that's going to preserve those those games and those studios and those properties and get them under one house, right? Sure. And you look at what John Drake's doing over at Disney. It's like, hopefully, then those Disney games will not be delisted anymore. Exist they're, they're, in some capacity, exactly. You know? Um, but yeah, things like this, it's just, we haven't had to deal with this before. And, uh, here we are. Here we are. The future isn't as cool as we thought it was, Tim. (laughs) But at least we got ray tracing. Yeah, we do. (laughs) 
Um, uh, then the final news story of the day. Uh, this is a pretty neat one uh, in terms of the opposite of what we were ta- just talking about and preserving the past. Uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, will soon support over 6 million player-created maps. Way this too comes many. From <laughs> <laughs> just had to be a downer about this, it. <laughs> this comes from uh, Halo's Twitter itself. Um, I, I, you can go to halowaypoint.com to get like a full detailed breakdown of, of all the stuff. Um, but what the hell was the Waypoint app? The Halo Waypoint. It was a, an ambitious project that meant well. It really, yeah. it really did. It's your one-stop shop for all things Halo. Um, so what is happening? This is a one-time service for bringing game types and maps from your profile's original Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 4 360 file share to the MCC file share on Xbox One and PC. If you have maps and game type files not on your profile's file share, they will not be migrated. Only content on your file shares in the original releases for Halo 3, 4, and Halo Reach from the 360 will be brought in. These game types and maps will work on both the Xbox One and PC versions of Master Chief Collection. When is this happening? Due to technical limitations, we will only be able to do a single poll for each file type. So we've separated this into two separate days. One day for game types and one day for maps, allowing them to do all this stuff. The game types will be 10 a.m. Pacific on August 12th. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe they already did this. Maybe it's December 8th. So... Maybe it's that maybe the dates are backwards. You know how they you yeah. know how the them Europeans like to do that. No, okay, so this is so this is old news. This happened already. The the tweets talking about the fact that they migrated. <laughs> Just go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> your your reaction to that was just astonishing. <laughs> August twelfth. <12th. laughs> <laughs> you were just gonna disappear into a different <laughs> look at you. You just go away to like ray trace flight. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Well, anyways, the news story here then is that this this is happening. <laughs> They've been migrated, Fantastic. and the six million player created maps and modes are, are gonna sure. be gonna be in your mess. Chief collection. I'm looking forward to playing this game yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just title this episode uh, Ray Tracing and Going Back in My Time? My God, dude. Andy, August 12th is so far away. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to know what games are coming to Mom and Grab Shops, we're not It's like a whole year away, actually. <laughs> uh, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show, hosts each and every weekday. Oh man, oh, that really broke me though. <laughs> it did, because <laughs> there was a lot that went through my mind where I was like, Bungie. "You saw the Matrix." I was like, "Bungie or uh, fucking three four three? It's they're Seattle." I'm like, "There's they they don't do their numbers backwards." Like different times. <laughs> I was like, "What the what the fuck's going yeah. on?" Uh, out today, big day, ladies and gentlemen. Huge day. Astral Chain on Switch. That definitely gets the woo from me. Blair Witch on Xbox One and PC gets the woo from Greg. He uh, talked about that on Gamescast a couple weeks ago when he got to do a preview of it. Liked it a lot. One of those games I'm shocked is already out. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like, we just heard about it, didn't ever hear much about it, and then boom, here it is. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Pictures. Man of Medan. Man of Medan. Man of Medan. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, PC out today. Newt One on Xbox One, PC. The Ninja Saviors Return of the Warriors. The most generic ass video game names of all time. PS4 and Switch. I need to stop talking shit about game names or just double down and keep doing it. Because I, I swear, every time I do, the developer ends up tweeting at me. <laughs> they find out. Shit. They're listening, dog. <laughs> Y'all motherfucking snitches out there. I swear <laughs> to God. Uh, Re-Legend on PC. Unlucky 7 on PC. Remothered, Tormented Fathers. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> All right. All right, Barry. I feel like we've looked this one up before when it came to a different um, uh, console, yeah. but let's look it up again anyways. Remothered. Remothered Tormented Fathers on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah, this looks Survival familiar. game. Horror game? Yeah, probably. Unreal, Unreal Engine 4. I love how, like, just you can just tell when a game's in Unreal. Yeah. Like, it's it's so easy to tell now. Peggy 18. What have you heard already? Scary. Ah, it's a spoopy game. Old people are really scary. Well, that looked like a, uh, um, Jodie Foster. What the fuck? Is that a clown? It's one of the tormented fathers. Yeah. What, what the, the hell? Oh, we just a, saw a butt. Looking through the, <laughs> the we just, crack of We the, just saw a butt. This uh, is a lot more impressive looking than I expected. Sure, yeah. Just, I wish you didn't talk to so much To be clear, I'm not talking it. shit about this you one, okay, guys? More shit. No shit about Tormented Fathers. Alright, I'm scared. Turn it off. I'm scared. Yeah, okay, okay. Spirit Roots on PC. Ah! He's chasing her! <laughs> Tokyo Kronos on PS4 and The Wild 8 on PS4. Wild 8, that's one. a cool name. The wild but eight. is it cooler than Unlucky Seven that just came out on PC? <laughs> oh shit, dude! <laughs> the sequels gonna, are coming out so crossover. <laughs> wild, wild combo. Wait, super combo, wild chase or whatever. Oh man! And new dates for you. It's finally time to honk. Holy Untitled shit. Goose Game is coming to Nintendo Switch, Mac, and PC on September 20th, one day after Kevin's mom's birthday. Uh, the details. It'll be playable in 11 languages. You no, know, you used to live with her. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Hot. Uh, it'll be, be available on Nintendo Switch via Nintendo eShop and PC and Mac via Epic Game Store. It'll be $19.99 United State dollars with a limited time launch sale price of $14.99. You ready to goose it up, Andy? I mean, this is one of those games that I feel like we've been seeing gifts for mm -hmm. for the last decade. Yeah, man. And it's here. It's been a long time. Still yeah. untitled. <laughs> Love the commitment, man. Good for them. Good yeah, for them. Good for them. I probably won't play it. I'll probably just watch people play it. You know what? I'll, it's a stream game. I feel like a like Joey might play it, and I'll You'll just, watch Joey I'll play just it? ask her. Yeah, what it's about and okay, how Joe. she's feeling about it. How them gooses? Yeah. What's good for Geeses. the goose? Good for the gander. Um, it's time for reader mail, but before we do that, I want to let you know about our sponsors, Brooklinen. Making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care. You spend one-third of your life in sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? I know I do, and that's why I love my Brooklinen sheets. Every night I get to go in there, and you know me, Andy. I love going to bed. I love laying in bed, even if I'm not sleeping. I just like being there. Sure. And there's no reason I like it more than how soft those sheets can be. You know, so not only was I in bed looking at cyberpunk news, I was also on Brooklinen's website. This is not a joke. And I was like, "Oh, that's the that's the set I need." That's the set. Um, they were uh, they were sold out of Queen though, so mm. I'll wait for that. You're gonna have but to I'm wait. excited about it. But Andy, when it's time to when they, they restock that, you can get ten percent off and free shipping when you use promo code Games at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen's so confident in their product that all of their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. I need to get the towels. I keep saying that. I need to remind Gia. She needs to make the decisions in the house. Uh, the only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code GAMES. Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. And also, shout out to Upstart. 
As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's upstart.com. I hate the word FICO. I just really hate Why? it. Why? It just sounds it's nasty. cool. You like it? I th- I, yeah, it reminds me of the future. Ray tracing. God, you're so predictable, Andy. A revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off higher high interest credit card debt. You know, Greg's had his issues. We've talked about him on these shows back in the day. This could have helped him out then. Doesn't need it now, though, because... Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. And the best part, once the loan is approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. Wow, they make it easy for you. See why Upstart's ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash kfgames. I changed my mind. It doesn't remind me of the future. It reminds me of maybe somebody that grew up alongside Link uh, in Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like yeah. a, a green hair girl. What's her name? What was her name? Saria. Saria. Oh, that is Saria. Yeah. yeah. And like, fi- and the, and there was like that jerk Dodo or Dudo. What he would name? he would block you from getting to the deck. Yeah, he'd be there with the little like, stupid yeah. hat or whatever. And then yeah. I could picture Fico. I don't know what his name is, but like, back then, Fico his, running around. Too. His name would be just a goon. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like like they would just be like, name things like exactly like on the nose of what they are. Um, Gilly Bruns writes in saying hi, kind of funny games daily crew. Starting oh my god, I thought it was Brums with an M. You know, this whole time. I thought it was too. Holy shit, I thought it was too. Wow, we're whoever, whoever wrote this and copy and pasted it might have did it wrong. Mm. Was that me? <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. his name is Mido. Mido, Fico, uh, Mido. See, there you go. Both man. of them running around there, just there frolicking did. in the yeah. forest, dude. <laughs> getting to, getting into no good, up to no good, up to no good, man. What a small little forest. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, hi, kind of funny games daily crew. Starting Friday, Spyro will be joining the Crash Team Racing roster in an all new timed exclusive Grand Prix. Get hyped, son! Being a big fan of the game, I stay connected to the various communities the game has online. But anymore, they disappoint me. Twitter mentions and subreddit threads seem so negative, but are with people upset with inaccurate leaks, cosmetic microtransactions, timed exclusives, etc. I've personally loved the post-launch content up to this point, so my question is, not just for Crash Team Racing, but any game fan fan base where this is the case, what can members of those communities do to be heard over the noise? I just want to spread some of that sweet, sweet positivity. Thank you for all that you do. Buy a billboard. <laughs> like they did for Hello Games, man. Yeah, dude. That, I mean, hey, that's obviously a joke, but it's real. Yeah, like that. Did, that did create headlines and yeah. stuff of like positivity I mean, towards the game. I think it's just you know letting people know how you feel that you know they your your compliments will be seen in that person's feed, mm-hmm. whether it's a director on the game or whether it's uh, a designer or an artist or whatever. You they will see those compliments. And uh, and that does help against sort of the battle amongst like this just dark cloud of just toxic bullshit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just, you know, tweet at them, email them, 
you know, send them a cake. I don't know. Yeah, talk about the things that you love. Yeah, you know, and like like try to try to express why you like the game. What what are the things about the game that you like, and just put that out there. And in terms of if there's things you don't like. Be constructive, you know, like try to try to really get to the core of what is it that you have a problem with and like what could you do to fix it and try to present a better way to be critical of games to the people that are, you know, just kind of throwing vitriol at me. Yeah, right? sure. Uh, I One thing I really enjoy seeing on Twitter is where you see the threads of like, Hey, let's make this a thread of like people, you know, people in the games industry we're we're thankful for. I'm thankful for so and so for making blah blah blah. And then you just sort of you start to see all these people sort of reply in threads of like, I'm thankful for this developer. I'm thankful, yeah, you know, yeah. that that means a lot. It really helps. Absolutely, very cool shit. Um, the virtual boy writes wow, in, that's cool. says, "Hey, dude, I was at H and M a couple days ago, which I know sounds weird, but it was I was at Why? I was I don't know H and M's kind of weird. Is it? I think it is. Really? <laughs> yeah." H&M? Yeah. I feel like I feel like I've aged out of H&M. Oh, uh, okay. Right? That's fair. Yeah, for your, it's like, for your it's like age, if I was yeah. like, oh, is that Forever 21? It's kind of like... It's weird because I, I think you definitely look too old to shop at H&M, but I feel like Andy could still shop there for like the next five years. See, that's fair. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Man, yeah. we look so different on screen. <laughs> You're like so red. Yeah. That's what Look I do. And I look pale. Like, I look... I, why am I so red? I look like I have jaundice. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with me? Sean Finnegan. I who, should be healthy. Who I is should a, be healthier. Uh, director of photography. Like, that's his thing. He's a camera guy. He hates lighting me. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you just disrupt everything. <laughs> like, you throw it all off. It's your, you, when you wear the fucking lav mics, your voice is like. What's wrong with me? I don't know. I'm just not made for, for the screen, man. Or people's ears. But here I am, and I ain't fucking leaving. <laughs> Oh, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, H and M. Um, they, I saw a Virtual Game Boy. Boy. I saw a Game Boy uh, sweater, and it was like it was just a gray sweater with the blue uh, Game Boy font. And I'm like, damn, that's so cool. But I was like, there's no way I can wear a sweater in here. If it was a T-shirt, I bought it for sure. Dude, I've been. I, I was telling Barrett yesterday and Joey that I I bought this Twitch hoodie like months ago. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for the weather to cool down, and it's it's still like 75 degrees outside, man. I'm too sick hot. of this shit. I'm sweaty, man. And you know what I'm really, really worried about is that the hottest point that we ever hit when it was like 112 or whatever mm-hmm. was in October two years ago. And was I, it? Yeah, and I'm really yeah. worried about it. Yeah, October's going to It was a weekend where, uh, where uh, Nick was doing a stand-up thing. Oh, that's It was right. miserable. Yeah. We don't have AC. Why don't you have AC? Well, because you don't usually need it for a... I'm just going through like the... Yeah. We should make that a Nightbot command. That just... Like, <laughs> you just type in like exclamation point SF weather and they get the whole like spiel of like why we complain about the weather. Uh, hey, Gamescast crew. I have somewhat of a humorous topic for you to discuss. During Gamescom's opening li- night live, we were finally given a real look at gameplay of Death Stranding. I think the biggest takeaway from this new gameplay is the mysterious peeing mechanic. Kojima not only decided to show it in the short gameplay clip, but also made sure to talk at some length about it, even going so far as to use the word key when describing it. My question to you is, why would Kojima bring so much attention to this mechanic? How large of a role do you think it'll play in the game? What story significance might it have? We'll we be talking about Death Stranding's P mechanics for years to come, re- referencing how it changed the industry and introduced a whole new paradigm to the gaming landscape. He's weird. 
He's just weird. Like, I really think that's what it is. Yeah. I doubt this is going to be much of a mechanic. It will be there. To me, it's like, you know, grabbing the, the sort of porno magazine to distract soldiers. It's and like, yeah, if you, open, you can lo- open the lockers and there's a bunch of, like, sexy women. And say, why? There's and why would you focus shit. on this? Yeah, there's always weird <laughs> shit in his games. And I... But I do think that's what kind of like, you know, sets them apart from more sort of generic games where it's, uh, you know, your classic third person shooter over the top, you know, cover based stuff. I I think he he puts his own brand and flavor on things that I like legitimately appreciate. I, I, I love Kojima's games. I love how I love how weird his design is like and I can't imagine I would love to just be a fly on the wall. In those design discussions. Yeah. And like just seeing everybody around him being like, sure, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> sure. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I love his games. I love the weirdness. What I don't love is focusing on the peeing mechanic in our first real gameplay breakdown of this for how long that he did. And it's just kind of like it reminds me a lot of... Um, Diego Luna talking about Jabba Yabba. the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Like, in every interview, but it's like that was lighthearted and fun. And, you know, we already knew a lot about Rogue One before. Yeah. But, like, it's just this weird thing of, like, what? Is there a problem here? Like, yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I don't know if it'll have anything story based. Um, I think it might just be. Uh, it, it might be this this game's version of eating to keep your mm-hmm. stats up. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. see it as being like. Something that the game's going to harp on, but I do think you will have to do it in the game to, whatever, maybe distract people. Who knows? Um, Jaken Myers. It's like, wow, it's a cool name. Jaken is a dope name. I, I mean, but the way it's spelled, though, just kind of looks like bacon with a J. Because it is bacon with a J. Are you sure it wasn't Jason and he just fucked it up, maybe? Hey, whoever copy and pasted this <laughs> might have fucked it like up. Like the S and the C aren't that close to each other, so maybe it is Jaken. But imagine if it was like J A Y K Y N. Too many Y's. Too many Y's. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but I wrote in a few months ago with my theory that Bluepoint Games' next remake was going to be Legend of Dragoon. And now, with rumors of that very thing recently, I have two questions. How legit do you think the rumors are? And do any of you have history with this awesome game? I do not. And I do not. <laughs> I I think that there is a fairly good chance that Legend of Dragoon is going to be a blue point game at some point. I think that that chance is probably somewhere around 10%. There's a lot of other options that I think are more likely. Um, but I do think that there's... I wouldn't be surprised if that were to be the case. What's my history with this game? I don't agree that it's awesome. I think that it's one of the weaker JRPGs of the PlayStation era. Um, one of my first ones I ever experienced. I remember... Oh, I'm a moron. I was thinking Panzer Dragon. I was so confused. Panzer Dragon is fucking amazing. If anyone has to talk shit about it. It's an, on, it's an on-rails lesser Star Fox, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it. Uh, but some of them are better than Star Fox. Got it. Okay. Yeah. They just like the character. You know what I mean? But gameplay-wise, some of them can be better. Um... But yeah, Legend of Dra- Dragoon, my first experience with it was uh, one of the a demo discs that came with the official PlayStation magazine, and it was one of my first tastes of turn-based gameplay ever, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this? You have a sword. Go slash him. Stop waiting. And it really bothered me. But then I played Pokemon, and then I learned that I was a dumbass eight-year-old with the power of m- imagination. Oh, maybe you're just ahead of the game. You're like, you know what? There's better ways to do this. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna it's gonna happen. And honestly, I feel like if they were to remake it, they'd have to like really change and fix a lot of things um, to make it feel modern. And Blue Point had been knocking it out of the park. Shadow Colossus was fantastic. Um, so I don't think that Legend Dragoon is the right game to do. But um, I know that other people out there disagree with me. So it's to okay to disagree. It's okay. Uh, okay. I want to read the next question. This is from Sapphire Diamond Ruby. Wow. Wow. A lot of jewels. Hey, KFGD. This question is based on a tweet from Andrea earlier today. On a scale from 1 to 10, how scary is control? I'm looking for Andrea's tweets. I don't know when that person wrote that in. I think this was a question from, like, way earlier it this might be. Week. It might be a while. Got it. Yeah. Well, I will say that, like, I am somebody who hates scary games. I, I, I hate playing them. I try not to play them. I try to avoid them at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a little baby back bitch, right? Um, but I will say that uh, Control has the right amount of action to not feel super scary. Like, it, it isn't a... It's by no means like a survival sort of, you know, you are low on supplies and you are being hunted down. It's, it, uh, it is unsettling in a lot of moments. Um, the audio, they do a great job with a lot of... Uh, um, Sort of 3D audio where there's con- you go into a room that's infected by the hiss and you hear echoed voices all around you and surround sound. Like, and if you have really good headphones, it is creepy as all shit. You know, yeah. uh, there are a couple of jump scare moments with uh, certain enemies in the game that you don't see and then suddenly will present to you, present you in like a Dah! and it's like you know the sounds are really scary too, really like kind of creepy creature <laughs> that sort of shit. You know, you're. I don't understand you, Andy Cortez. You just pulled the most... Right, like, I was in the other room. I must have been yesterday. Are you about to compliment on my Snape impersonation? No, no. That's never. the one thing Absolutely you need to work not. on. Yeah. Your dolphin. Oh, right, right. <laughs> it's kind of close. can't do Snape. He can't do Snape. But like, just, for the life of it. No, no. <laughs> no it. But you nailed the dolphin. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, what the hell is going on, man? Um... <laughs> the, the game is kind of freaky. I will say that there there will be moments where you will feel on edge because the audio's. Uh, I think the audio design of this game is fantastic. So not only it, the music accompanies the really creepy whispering jargon that you hear all around you, or it's it's a, you know, the time will come and you. It's like a lot of like whispering and murmuring. It's really fucking freaky. Uh, and there were moments. I'm towards the end of the game right now, and there were moments where I'm. In new, newer locations that are really unsettling to be in, and that accompanied with the music and just feeling it, it, it just generates a feeling of like I'm super uncomfortable right now, and I, I kind of want to get past this. But I don't think I think if I can play it, anybody can play it. That's how I sort of judge the scariness of games. Like mm. I think if I can get through it, anybody can get through it. Because I, at the end of the day, you're still like a fucking awesome character that flies around and throws shit. I just unlocked the ability where you hold up rocks to shield yourself and then you can throw them at the enemy. It's so fucking cool. Especially doing that when you're floating in midair. Mm-hmm. You can like float up in midair and then shield yourself and like she does this awesome animation and all the rocks come in front of you. It's it's fucking it's such a special game, dude. I'm so happy you're loving this. It's as such you are. a special game. I'm right at the end. I like can't wait to finish it tonight. Oh yeah. Uh it's time to squat up. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like so many others of you have to squad up play games with each other do cool things with each other frank frank furter on twitch that's f-r-a-n-k-f-u-r-t-t-e-r on twitch it says good morning unknown kind of funny games daily host i'm looking for some kind of funny best friends to join me on twitch as me and a bunch of other friends play random fun games on thursday night yes 
tonight. Nope, that would have been last night. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're our timing is well. Dude, August twelfth. <laughs> August twelfth. Uh, we play anything from CS:GO to golf, it, but no matter what we play, it always ends in laughs. I'm looking to bring the late night funnies to kind of funny best friends. Also, I'll be streaming on Sunday afternoon. Cool. So there we go, guys. We, we fixed this. This Sunday, we have a date to make Frank happy. Uh, but no matter what we play, it always ends. Last, hopefully, a complete playthrough of The Man of Medan with a buddy of mine. So please come by and watch or not because I'm just a stranger and I was taught never to talk to strangers. <laughs> Thanks, kind of funny for all you do and continue to be awesome. So go check him out, Frank Furter on Twitch this Sunday if you want to watch The Man of Medan. Um, and otherwise, just go look at his channel. I'm sure the stream last night was an absolute banger. Look at that VOD. You know Watch that I mean? VOD, man. Watch that VOD. All right, you're wrong. Let's see what we got wrong today, Andy Cortez. Nothing. Yeah? That's my guess. Oh. I feel like I was pretty no, damn spot on. Yeah. Aside from all my flubbing over words, because I'm like kind of tired, but also really hopped up on energy drinks. Mm. And my mouth is kind of, you know, sometimes you stutter, you fall over, you chip over yourself. Is that I why feel you like can't my tongue and my lips aren't moving that in a bit? Mm-hmm. Is that why you can't do a Snape impression? The final well, boss well, fight well. says uh, this makes two games under Take Two Interactive to have gambling GTA and NBA 2K. It seems to come down from top management. That is that is interesting for sure. Although I I do think that GTA is a little bit more accessible or acceptable based on that fitting in that world. There's still a lot of issues with it with how it relates to us. I just think that the idea of slot machines and basketball is just it's so egregious, so out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but do you think about all the money that like FIFA makes on Ultimate Team or whatever the hell they call? No, Madden is Ultimate Team. I forgot what FIFA is called. But you know, with all the player cards <laughs> you unlock, you create your own franchise or whatever. Like so much of that is just is luck based, and it's unlocking cards. It's mm-hmm. it's like going down to the local academy. Remember yeah. Academy Sports and Outdoors? Of course. You go there. You buy a little card pack. Mm-hmm. You're hoping to get that holographic. Pidgeotto. Yeah, dude. Never got Never it. Never got it because it didn't exist. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it would have been real weird to have a holographic Pidgeotto. Um, Pidgeotto. Missed out. To, see, you're so good at certain things. Uh, missed out today. This things. comes from CG the second. <laughs> <laughs> Cyclops and Colossus are both added to Ultimate Alliance 3. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Nanobiologist says missed new dates. Uh, Castle Crashers on Switch September 17th. Maybe I'll play oh, a Cyclops because yeah. all y'all are just hating on Cyclops so much, dude. He has cool hair. He's got a cool eye thing, man. Dumb face, though. Yeah. He's got a great face. James Marsden is handsome. Not in those movies. God, he's gorgeous. Yeah. I hope that they fix Cyclops, Andy. I really do. <laughs> he's fine. No. He's terrible. Um, Meta Knight King says you missed one new release. River City Girls is up for a four-week open pre-order for a physical oh, copy shit. on Switch and PS4 starting today at Limited Run Games. I want to play the hell out of September that September 5th digital release. Me too. Sorry for interrupting. It yeah. looks so good. That game looks awesome. I, uh, the The... The art style, the uh, it's like my favorite type of sort of pixelated 8-bit, 16-bit. At this point, we don't really call it 8-bit. Or, you call it 8-bit, but it's not really 8-bit. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like that's my favorite style. That and Owlboy. Mm-hmm. Like those games where yeah. the, the environments are just gorgeous. And yeah, I, I love that style of shit. Nanobiologist says on the matter of peeing and Death Stranding, IGN reports that the director promised if multiple players urinate in the same spot, the mushroom that grows could become something good later on. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let's see that mushroom. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, Castpool says, Tim, on H&M's website, there's a Game Boy t-shirt. Oh, look at that. Uh, you could buy a t-shirt. Go. There we go. It's there not we as go. hot in a t-shirt. And... Final Boss Fight says FIFA is also Ultimate Team, abbreviated as FUT19. 
FIFA Ultimate oh, Team. Oh, got it. Foot. Because I, I always I'm knew like Mutt, which is like Madden Ultimate Team. Mm. I could never get into that. I, I always... I could never get into building my own roster in sports games. To me, I was always way more about creating a player and then kind of like role playing as that player. Oh, yeah. interesting. I always like, and it always depended on the team and who the, you know, I would create a player. But if like back in the day before Tony Romo was the quarterback, I was like, well, Quincy Carter sucks, right? All these like crappy Cowboys quarterbacks. Oh, I'm going to step in the young gun, Andy Cortez. Yeah, dude. And then I realized I started getting old when I was becoming older than the players I was creating. That's oh, when it damn. really. That's when it really wow. flipped us. Uh, my world flipped that's upside down, real, dude. Wow, man! It sucks so bad, dude. Because I was always used to being 14 years old, creating an 18 year old rookie. Yeah, coming straight out of high school, playing in the NFL. You're like, <laughs> Super yeah, illegal. That's me. Yeah. Well, I guess you, you would be 22 or whatever because of the college rules or whatever. But yeah, and then and then it got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm 26 and I'm creating an 18 year old. This sucks. <laughs> And now I'm 31. I'm creating 18. It's <laughs> even worse now. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been kind of funny games daily. A couple little tidbits for you. Uh, next Monday there will not be an episode because it's Labor Day. Yeah, we're taking it off. Uh, we're, we're doing things Day-Bur. right, and that means that uh, we will return on Tuesday. It'll be Greg and Andrea coming back from fresh out of PAX. I'm sure they'll have a bunch of PAX stories. You know? Yeah, that should be exciting. Yeah, it should be. I can't wait for them to unpack it. That was good. Wow, that was, that not was bad. good, Barrett. That was really good. Barrett, you're usually horrible, but that was pretty decent. Uh, the Thank Cyberpunk 2077 live stream is going to start in moments. Uh, actually, like one moment, right? Damn. So you can go check that out on, on uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk's uh, Twitter or Twitch page, or you can stay right here and watch Internet Explorers. Either way, I know what I'll gonna, be watching. Yeah, I'm not going to judge you <laughs> for any decisions that you make. But you can also watch uh, either one later as a VOD. And use your epic creator code uh, uh, FN3 underscore. <laughs> I, I don't do a very good friend. No, that don't was worry. A, we all have friends. We all have friends. Well, <laughs> brain tracing. Oh, I love it so much. I, I was telling, I don't know who was in the car yesterday, but I was saying one of my favorite things in life is the fact that uh, just because of situations, um, Fran has been hanging out with Kevin a lot more. Oh, no. And yeah. um, Fran and, for and is hanging out with like Kevin and Paula a lot. So it's gotten to the point that Paula does Fran impressions. Oh yes, <laughs> and it's like there's just nothing uh, yes. funnier to me than Paula doing the well. I'll tell you what's funnier to me is Kevin taking two right shoes. <laughs> to, uh, I mean, oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this has been kind of funny games daily. Bear, what you got for me? Really quick, uh, uh, Greg and Andrea are hosting on Tuesday, and then Greg and Witta on Wednesday. But just remember, uh, there's a lot of people out. Late next week, so Imran is bringing some ga- ex game and former friends. Game and former friends. Uh, we got Surreal uh, Vasquez and uh, JV Gualtney, I believe is how you say uh, that last name. But uh, they're going to be coming in for uh, Games Daily on Thursday and Friday, uh, and then they're all doing a games cast get- together. So there you go. Yeah, it's going to be a that? very eventful week next week. Until next time, I love you.